How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Cajun Conservative, where I talk about life, and I talk about liberty, and I talk about the pursuit of happiness, and I'm showing the world that, yes, Cajuns do have intelligence. I'm glad you are here with me today as we start off our week with some of the biggest stories, in my opinion, that has hit the world this week. We have some new developments on Israel, and I'm going to get to that a little later later on in the show, because we all knew what was going to happen. Um, It's Sunday, and Benjamin Netanyahu is no longer the prime minister of Israel. But I'm going to get to more of that in a few minutes, because... A lot of people know what I'm talking about. I just want to go ahead. I want to reiterate into it a little bit. And it just shows me that crooked politicians are everywhere. And it's just not in the United States. Yes, there is good politicians here, there, and everywhere. But unfortunately, when they get in there, they get corrupted by some way or form. But that's for a little later on. I got a great show lined up today. We got a lot of things to talk about. And this first segment, I really, I really want to touch into your inner conservatism. I want to touch into your inner soul. I want to touch into that, that place where nobody else goes politically in, into your mind. Because I watch all this week, and I've seen Democrats... People that are in leadership in this country, I'm just, I'm like, what did you just say? What did you just say that, that, you know, I don't even think sometimes they know what they're talking about. I I really don't because I'm watching the news, I'm looking at my phone and I'm, I'm seeing all this stuff happening and I'm seeing Democrats, this say and do stupid things. And I'm going to say a disclaimer right here. I'm not talking about the individual that calls himself a Democrat. Because my brother told me this week that he talked to some people that are labeled Democrats. And they're like, this isn't a Democrat party from back in the day. We don't know what this is. You have the Louisiana legislative that the people that are in in our local government that says, well, look, we don't want to be part of the new and socialist Democrat party, so we're going to turn to Republican, but the Republican, the Democrats from back in the day raised taxes and say they for the four people, that now they're Republicans. Even some Democrats don't want to be part of this sham, this, 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 this pony show of a, of a, of a party. The Democrat Party's leadership, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm going to mention some names today, as I always do. But it's just sad that, that you, I, we, as American citizens, we have to watch. We don't have to, but, you know, especially as a commentator like me, I have to go ahead and watch some of the news. And it's just mind-boggling what some of these men and women say. And I'm, I'm going to start from the very top. I'm going to talk about Biden today. I'm going to talk about Kamala Harris. I'm going to talk about a lot of these leaders saying things that really doesn't don't make sense, folks. And the first, I'm going to talk about Biden. Four days ago on Fox News, 
Biden warns climate change is the greatest threat to the U.S. security. This is not a joke. President Biden warned military service members on Wednesday that top Pentagon officials consider climate change to be the greatest threat to America's national security in the coming years. When I went over to, to, uh, to the tank in the Pentagon, when I was first elected vice president with uh, President Obama, the military set, up, set us down and let us know what the greatest threats facing America. Where the greatest physical threat, he said, this is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us? The greatest physical threat facing America was global warming. Folks, this is the president talking like this. Saying the greatest threat in the United States is global warming. Or which, which now it's climate change. I'm sorry. You see, these liberals got a little smarter than we give them credit for. In the 90s, it was global cooling. Late 80s, early 90s. Then going to the 2000s, it was global warming because the weather was warming up. Then a few years ago, we had ice storms like God knows what. And all of a sudden, they said, man, this can't work. We can't go back from global warming to global cooling. So what we're going to do, we're going to call it climate change. Because, folks, I'm going to give you a little bit of science. The climate change is four times a year. You got winter, you got summer, you got fall, and you got spring. <gasps> well, whoopee-doo, we have climate change. But they take it to a whole extreme. See, when it's extremely hot, like right now in Louisiana, which this starting summer, it is hurricane season here, and it's, it's hot. You know, they're going to say, but that's because of global warming. Uh, not global warming, climate change. Because it's getting extremely hot. You know, when we have all these wildfires in California, it's climate change. But when it's cold and people are freezing their butts off in the northern states. Oh, that's global climate change too. Well, yeah. One summer, one's winter. Duh. I'm not a scientist. I don't even have a PhD. I never went to college and I know that. But these scientists are saying this is global climate change and see Biden telling these military personnel that the greatest physical threat in America today it's not the the border crisis where people are coming from Salvador San Salvador and Mexico to come into this nation that's not a threat also it's not a threat that possibly Russia and other countries are hacking our Gas supply and our meat supply. See, big, big bad Biden was going to tell Russia that, hey, you should rather not do that. I have not got an article of him with talking to Putin yet. That meeting apparently is in play and, and it's going to happen. But, folks, really? We have a, a sudden border crisis. We have gas shortages. We got... And that is the greatest threat is global, is climate change? Climate change, really? Which is, and look, you might get mad because I'm saying this, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hoax. Climate change, well, let me, I just said it, climate change is true. There is climate change, summer, winter, fall, and spring. Not in particularly that order, but hey, there, there is four times in the years that we have, Different season patterns. 
But folks, the greatest threat is not climate change. It's a hoax, folks. This is a hoax. But it, but according to Biden, this is the greatest threat to America. Now, I got a question before I move on to the next dumb thing that a, a Democrat has said. You know, if this is so much of a threat to the United States, so you're telling me when this climate change, like Alexander Ocasio-Cortez says, in 12 years, we're going to be burned up and die. Is it just going to be America? No, you know, if this was true, it's not an America problem. It's a world problem. Now, like I said, how are you, you going to stop it? Well, we put more windmills and we put more, you know, we, you know, we go to energy-saving cars. You know, this is going to save us all. And then we're going to go into a utopia where democratic rule, it's, and, and we're going to give everything to everybody and everybody's going to live free. But we got we to gotta, we gotta get to climate change first. Folks, that's a bunch of crock. If you're telling me that this nation is the only one feeling the, the, the effects of climate change, you need to get your head examined. Just, just get your head examined. Because I don't know what you believe in. You believe in a fairy, fairy tale. Look, there's no such thing as cl- climate change. Look, and look, I believe the Bible. If you read Bible prophecy, this world will burn up. It will be global warming. But God's going to take it down and restore it new. But folks, this, this crock about this is the greatest threat to America today. Mr. President, you have a lot more problems, which I'm going to go to. Kamala Harris, because apparently Kamala Harris has a lot of problems. Because, you know, it's bad when it's bad when a liberal network catches you in a lie. Because Kamala Harris snaps at a universal anchor while pressed on when she will visit the board, and she says, I'm not finished. During an interview on Thursday with um, Oh, well, that's not the same one, but, ah, uh, man, it was the NBC guy. I can't remember his name. I'm trying to look for it right now. But anyway, Kamala Harris was asked. She goes, yeah, we've been at the border. And the news anchor from, uh, is from NBC. I just can't think of his name at the moment, and please forgive me. But he was asking, he said, well, you haven't been at the border. Well, I haven't been to Europe either. And for, I don't know why. I think it was just be a dumb Democrat this week. Because what, what was the statement? I haven't been to Europe either. There's no Europe crisis. But there's a crisis at the border. But the president is saying, hey, the greatest threat crisis to America is climate change. But you have a vice president. Where he's like, hey, hey Kamala, you, 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 go, go, you go ahead and do that. Take care of that. And she, you know, she hasn't done a press conference on that. And there's still people. And she's like, I'm going to Salvador or wherever she went to. To, to get to the root of the issue. Because that's the root of it. If we stop him here, they won't go to the border. Really? A president saying come, and a vice president saying come, you're going to go all the way there. No, you need to build the border up to stop him. Folks, and look, I, I just, I, when I watch this stuff, I just, I'm like, really? These are college-educated folks. And I'm a dumb Cajun from South Louisiana, and I can figure this stuff out. You don't go, I don't know, hundreds of miles away from the border and talk to a president that's like, oh, it's okay, Kamala, give me check. That's, that's what they're looking for. Kamala Harris went over there and said, hey, how do we stop this? And they asked, what's the check number? 
They're asking for money, folks. This is crazy. This is stupidity, in my opinion. But that's not all. We had Ilar Omar. The top Democrats rebuke Ilar Omar for U.S. comparisons to terrorist group. What? No. Not the great Ilar Omar from Minnesota with Muslim backgrounds. Senate Democrats leader, and this was a couple, um, uh, this was three days ago from Sunday, will be Thursday. Senate Democrat leaders issued a unified statement Thursday denouncing comments made by Minnesota Democrat Representative Ilar Omar when she compared the U.S. and Israeli war crimes to actions by the Taliban and Hamas. Wait, what? The statement was part of an internist war of words with the, within the Democrat Party, with some leftist members and caucus supporting Omar against attacks by the leadership. Omar issued a statement Thursday clarifying her comments after she was, made, she was met with a flood of criticism from not only Republicans on the Hill, but from members of her own party. Folks, this is an elected official in our country. That has compared the U.S. and our ally, Israel, to terrorists. Because we took action against the Taliban, and they took action against Hamas. Miss Ilar Omar, let me give you a history lesson. 2001, there was two planes that flew over the United States and went into New York City and hit the World Trade Center. That was the Taliban. Can I give her a little bit more history if she's listening to this? Hamas was the first ones to send rockets. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like 400 rockets a couple of weeks ago. So who's the terrorist? Who is the terrorist? That's the question. Oh, it was Israel and it was a U.S. because they went ahead and retaliated. Really? Uh, like I said, folks, this is this is this this is dumb. These people are making statements; they don't know what they're saying. But also, that's not done yet. This morning, I got a I got an article from Fox News. Omar uh, Ilar Omar retweets video by anti-Israel group investigated for the, uh, by FBI for possible terrorist groups. Look, if you're listening in Minnesota, what are you doing? Why are you voting this lady in? I know it's not all Minnesota. It's the district she's in. But why you vote this lady in? She's calling us terrorists and supporting the people that want to kill us because we're considered infidels. I'm not done yet, folks. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the, the, the Speaker of the House. Listen to this. The Speaker of the House. Part of the leadership that condemned her shows me they're not really in favor of Denouncing her. Pelosi calls Omar, valued member of the Democrat caucus, looks to move past controversial remarks. Wait, what, Pelosi? You really want to go ahead and move past? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi looked to brush aside recent controversial comments from Representative Ilar Omar, Democrat in Minnesota. That drew criticism from fellow Democrats for comparing the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. Folks, folks, she wants to go ahead and brush that off. 
a, a, a member of Congress. See, the problem is see, she can't condemn them because that's part of her own party. That's the thing. In appearance on CNN's State of the Union, that's the only network she goes on, apparently. Pelosi called Omar a value member of our caucus and says she is satisfied with Omar's subsequently clarifying of her remarks. Omar, more war was it? I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay, Omar. We forgive you. I'm trying to look for the. This is Nancy Pelosi also said that it was enough to satisfy Pelosi. It was enough, apparently. What I'm saying is the end of the subject, the Speaker of the House said Sunday. She clarified, we thanked her, end of subject. You know, if that was a Republican that did that, they would nail their rear end to the wall. Hang them out to dry. But see, you see, he's a Democrat. And of course, you know, all these, all these networks, are not going to go ahead and drill Ilhan Omar. No, 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 no. They're going to go ahead and hide this story because the left likes Ilhan Omar. She's part of the squad. And folks, this is what our country's coming to. We have a president that's saying that natural natural crisis is the most is the most the most threatening thing to America today. We have a. Uh, a, a vice president that don't want to go to the border and when she's drilled on it by left she gets mad at them and say well I didn't go to Europe either I'm, I'm working on that I'm working on that and not, not giving nothing you have a, a representative in our house of congress that's supposed to protect the constitution and our American way of life but comparing us to terrorists we didn't go bomb their, their world trade centers they did that to us Israel didn't go bomb Hamas. Hamas did it to them. We retaliated. We've defended our countries. And we have a house speaker that condemns it but says, she says sorry. She says sorry. So we're not going to worry about it anymore. That's the end of the subject. We don't want y'all on CNN. We don't want y'all on MSNBC, nor Fox News to say anything. Y'all just leave it alone. We dealt with it. That's your policy. Look, no, that's, that's not, that's the Democrat Party. Folks, I don't look, I tell you four stories of four different individuals that all have one thing in common. They're Democrats and what they're saying today or what they're saying this week shows the hypocrisy and the ignorance that these people have. I don't know why Democrats vote these people. Democrats, if you're listening, y'all can do way better than this. I'm sorry. But some dumb individuals, some dumb individuals. You know, Democrats saying dumb things. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company.
Welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative. Folks, I, <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. I got my I got me a, a nice ice cold drink right here and a bottle of water because I have to, I have to cool down. Because when I start talking about individuals that are in leadership in a particular party, the Democrat party of course. It makes my ball my blood boil. Because you have platforms like YouTube and Facebook, which I use, mind you. I don't have a Facebook, I mean a YouTube page up yet, but I use Facebook regularly and I try to stay in their community standards, which I I'm proud to say I've never been in Facebook jail yet. And I, I tell people that you have to be smart of how you do it. That's how it is. But you have platforms, social media platforms, that will go ahead and take off people off their platforms because they talked about voter fraud. And they talk about audits in Arizona. And they talk about things that they don't like. But they're going to go ahead and promote Joe Biden running around saying climate change is the greatest threat to America today. Or you have, you know, they, they promote Kamala Harris. And look, it's just not social media. It's, 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 it's CNN, MSNBC. I'm surprised NBC, when it, the anchor at the time was grilling, you know, Kamala Harris. I was shocked. I was like, wait, he pushed her on that issue? That she didn't go, and you know what? You know what? Sad Nancy Pelosi does this all the time. I, I didn't even hear the CNN article, but the way she was talking, it's in a discussion. It's the end of discussion. She said sorry. She's in a discussion. I bet they were trying to drill her on Ilar Omar, and Nancy Pelosi probably probably told them, "Nope, I'm not going to answer." That. That's the end of discussion. Let's go to anything else except that, because it makes us Democrats look bad. But you know, when if reporters would do their job, people would look at this and say. You know, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to look at the Democrat Party no more. But you see, they hide them, or they censor them. You know, I, I was happy the other day when I started hearing about a little bit of the Amazon, uh, the Amazon, the uh, Arizona audit that was happening with PBS and all these people. But you know, you don't really hear nothing about that. A lot of stuff I get from that is from Newsmax, Breitbart, Daily Wire. But it, it, it goes it goes down to to the core where they, they, they promote these people. And, and it, it's it's sad. Promote promote that people that don't really know what they're talking about. Look, Nancy Pelosi's been in the Congress for, for I think since she's been in diapers. And she still don't know what she's talking about. Ilar Omar is promoting terrorism and, and calling us, calling Americans, men and women that fought to fight for this, fought for this, for our freedom. We just had Memorial Day. We had Memorial Day. Look, I have, I have friends that I met, and I'm going to give you their name. Go check them out. Their podcast, The Culper uh, Canteen. I believe that's what it's called. Let me make sure. I don't want them to tell me you made the name wrong. Hold on. But anyway, those three men, Culper's Canteen Cup. I hope I said that right. 
Go check out their podcast. C-U-L-P-E-R apostrophe T Canteen Cup. But these three men, I've been listening to their podcast. They're veterans. They, they, one is still serving in the military. And you know what's sad? Ilar Omar is calling them terrorists because they went fight for our country and to fight the Taliban. If that was me, I would be insulted. You know what's sad? They went fight for her freedom. But she's going to go ahead and compare our brave men and women to terrorists. Now, I don't know if you're an LR Omar fan, but you need to hit, get hit with reality. That woman should not serve in our Congress because she is not helping to benefit the American people. She's not having the American people's best interest. When she can go ahead and take up for Palestinian terrorists and Al-Qaeda leaders, it's time for her to go find another job. You know what's that? All those men and women that fought gave her the right to go ahead and run for Congress. And that is making our laws. It's sad, folks. It's sad. All right. As I was talking about YouTube and I was talking about things of that nature, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and all that good stuff. The New York Times best-selling author, speaker, and con- uh, conservative Christian Eric McTaxis announced last week that YouTube has terminated his radio show channel for failure to comply with the platform's community guidelines. This comes from CBN News. Eric Mc- uh, McTaxis, I have never read one of Mr. Uh, Mr. Eric McTaxis's books, but I am familiar with him. He appeared on Kirk Cameron's show a while back on, I believe, TBN, and I've seen it. And a real good guy, you know, he, you know he's real well-spoken. His testimony is powerful. But as the article starts off, Big Tech is continuing to silence, censor, and even cancel messages from conservatives. New York Times best-selling author, speaker, and conservative Christian Eric McTaxis announced last week that YouTube has terminated his radio show channel for failure to comply with the performance community guidelines. In regards to YouTube's termination my radio show, it has been clear to us for some time that they wanted to wipe us out, MacArthur wrote on, in his Facebook post. So, folks, they went ahead. Now, MacArthur has um, a radio show, the Eric McTaxis radio show, and it said that it that it was canceled because it had long-standing three-strike systems. Apparently, what they did was Eric McTaxus did everything, was doing everything right, but they went far back, far back, to videos about voter fraud and some other things that they that he did on his show, and they went ahead and removed it. And they said, look, you, you broke our three-strike rule. We gave you three strikes. We told you about it, but you still push these issues. Huh. Now, this happened last Sunday, folks. I don't know if you heard about it, but McTaxis wasn't the only one suspended. Now, when people would say, oh, well, Isaac, you know, that is just um, a one-time thing. You know, hey, he, 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 he was given a chance. Really, this week we also had from Fox News that Ron Johnson... YouTube suspends Ron Johnson from uploading videos for seven days of oxychloroquine claims. Now, a lot of people might wonder what oxychloroquine is. It was Trump saying that this was a thing that could help you survive COVID-19. Well, 
excuse me, as I wet my whistle. Um, Dr. Fauci comes out and says, oh, oxychloroquine, it's not good for you. You shouldn't take that. It's not proven. It's not proven. When they come to find out a couple of weeks ago, his email, he told some of his buddies, hey, guys, you know, you take that, you'll be, you'll be all right with uh, COVID-19. He got that real scratchy voice. I don't know. Even, you know what's bad? It, I can't even. Ugh. Anyway, it scares me. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Senator, has been suspended from uploading videos to YouTube for seven days and had a video of the speech talking about early uh, treatments to COVID-19 removed by the video streaming giant. So, folks, YouTube has tacked multiple people. Now, we know that this isn't uncommon. I hadn't heard of nothing in a while, but when I saw this and I saw... You know, other things, you know, Eric McTaxes. And then I saw this. I'm like, really? Big tech's back at it again. Now, look, like I said, I try to follow in the community com, uh, community standards of all these big techs. Because I, I feel that we can still use Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube as an avenue of getting the, the message of conservatism out. And the prime example of that is, and I heard his uh, video the other day, I, he said he hasn't been kicked off and he, you know, he can't say certain things is Scott Ford. Scott does the same thing. Scott's on YouTube. That's his only platform. He does use Facebook and all that stuff. We go on Facebook every so often live and we talk about things, but this is the problem folks. This is the problem. These big tech companies, if they don't like what you're saying, they're going to find something to get rid of you. Now I'm not telling people because I hear a lot, too many conservatives come out and say, Hey, you know, they kicked Trump off Facebook. They kicked this one off Facebook. Well, we're not going to, we're not going to be on Facebook. Well, you know what you They're, they're getting their way. They're trying to silence us, but you're helping them silence you. Now I'm going to be honest with you. There are some people on Facebook that go ahead and put some crazy stuff on there. That is absolutely not true. And it, I, I think it should be cut up. Now they have a freedom of speech, but with a private company. So I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling people to go off Facebook or anything because, like I said, I use these platforms. Majority of my audience is on Facebook. Majority of the audience that I reach through through messages and look, people are messaging me. Of saying, look, we're 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 in this with you, you know. Like I said, I just mentioned uh, Cul- Culper's Canteen Cup, Scott Ford, you know. I gotta say some podcast, Mister Nate Silva from from YouTube. All these people, we use these platforms to get get this podcast and other podcasts out. But we're not letting them silence our voice. We try to be smart about it. But there's some people on there that just, look. Every conspiracy theory that's come down the pipe. Okay, look, I heard of one the other day, and it shocked me that. I'm, 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 I'm looking at this, I'm saying, look, people still believe this. Mike Lindell came out the other day and said, after talking to my legal team, when we go to the Supreme Court for my lawsuit or whatever he's doing, Donald Trump will be reinstated late August. And you have the media and, and, and look, and look, these people should be called off because there was one podcast I was listening, they were talking about this, and they brought up the Russian collusion. Oh, yes, Trump... You know, colluded Russia, but Facebook hasn't taken them down yet, or, or YouTube hasn't taken them down yet. That's the hypocrisy of all this. But Mike Lindell comes out and says, well, Donald Trump's going to be president in late January. And Sandy Powell and Matt Flynn, uh, Michael Flynn went to this big rally for uh, 
uh, I can't mention any, but that the, the a group, and it was a far far right group, and saying yes, there is possibility that Donald Trump will be president late August. And then you have Donald Trump even telling some of his closest allies about the West to disagree with. He should stay away from that as much as possible. But they have some people out there. Oh, my goodness. Donald Trump's going to be president in late August. That is false information. I agree. Facebook should put a false lab on that. Pop. There's no, there's really no way unless there's something that I don't know. And if you know it and you're a professional lawyer, you know, a constitutional lawyer, please call me, text me, and hey, I'll glad to have you on there to explain it. But folks, and look, like I said, this is making, I know this comes from a part where they're, they're taking off conservatives. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just using that. There are some people on Facebook and on YouTube that is spreading false information. That's why I try so hard on this program to bring you facts and bring you honest opinions from, 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 from networks that I know I can trust. I can trust somewhat Fox News. I can trust the Daily Wire. I can trust the Daily Caller. I can trust Breitbart. I can trust all these people. But there's just some people out there that they, they spread false information. I can understand Facebook doing that. Hey, get rid of the false information. But, folks, when it's true information, like Eric McTaxas did, he was just reporting stuff, and they took him up because they didn't like his conservative stance. And, folks, look, I'm an opinion show. I tell people that I'm not a news journalist. I'm an opinion person. I'm going to tell you. Now, look, I can hear some people, well, Isaac, you believe the, the election was stolen. It was widespread fraud. And how dare you with my British accent or I'm sorry, whatever. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Okay, I can understand. I've seen, I say I've seen proof. I have read enough and I believe that there's something has happened the last tw- in the last election, the last presidential election. And I'm glad Republican legislators are saying, hey, we're going to change this. But folks, to go ahead and just to turn, look, it was the um, Donald Trump, you know, they came out and they said uh, something about, um, I think it was Oscar Corcoran or something like that in the Fauci emails. And it said, oh, no, 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 correction. The Wuhan lab leak. People were saying, and look, people got kicked off of Facebook for this, that the uh, the Chinese virus or the COVID-19 came from Wanghu, China. People, look, Facebook went nuts, YouTube went nuts, and took people off of there and saying, well, look at that, folks. Donald Trump's lying. He's being racist because he's calling at come. Now there's evidence that came out that it came from Wuhan and that Donald Trump was right. And I heard a, new com- a news commentator say today, you know, if Donald Trump would have been more honest and more, you know, respectful and, you know, would have got all his facts straight, you know, people, more people would have believed him. But because he lied and lied and lied and lied and lied and lied, nobody believed him on this, even something that was true. No, you chose not to believe him. He had evidence. But now because it's Biden, so they're giving Biden all the credit. Oh, Biden found that he was from Wuhan. Folks, and like I said, that is the whole hypocrisy. I guess that's the whole summary of this. That's the whole hypocrisy of this. People would rather believe a lie than believe the truth, in my opinion. But YouTube goes ahead and says, look, it's okay for you to say that Russia colluded with Trump. It's okay for you to it's okay for you to, to spread lies about Hunter Biden and all that stuff. But as long, if you know if you come out and say that the election was stolen and it's funny how the left can have all the freedom 
and the, the right can't have none of it. On one side, no, why ain't no liberal, they'll say, commentators and podcasts and stuff are getting up. Look, there's one um, Pod Save America. These I was listening to one about something the other day. I can't remember, but they were lying straight to their teeth. There was one, I'm glad I don't remember, but there, there was one I was watching on YouTube, and they were calling us Trump supporters. Yeah, they're in a cult. See, Trump's bringing all that up so his cult members can rise up. And Dude, really? You know, if we go ahead and call them in a cult, I'm offended. Or like I was telling my brother this morning, they all tell me, you're part of a cult. You need to be open-minded. Really, why don't you be open-minded to my thoughts? Oh, 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 because you're wrong. Well, you're not open-minded. It's, there's not a problem with having a conversation, but YouTube and Facebook apparently is not letting us have that. But like I said, look, I'm not in Facebook jail. I'm proud to say that. Look, I, I, I dot my T, I, I cross my T's and I dot my I's and I say, hey, go for it. But hearing this, this starting back of them taking away conservatives' right, like Eric McTaxis and Ron Johnson, is disturbing to me. And we need to protect our freedoms, folks. This is all our First Amendment right. It's slowly going down the tube. And Facebook already said, hey, look, y'all going to make your own platform. When we did it, guess what? They canceled it. Just protect your First Amendment right, folks. Do it right. Look, like I said, I'm, this is going to be my last argument. I'm going to bring that part out again. Don't go, oh, they took them off of there. I'm going to cancel Facebook. You know, that's what they probably want us to do. Hey, if we cancel enough of these people, they're going to get off our platform. And look, we can spread all our propaganda. Think about it, folks. Use this for your advantage. Don't use this against your advantage. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to this Cajun conservative show. <laughs> okay, so hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I love when breaking news happens while I'm recording. I feel like a real anchor. I wish I had the, the, the noise, like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, breaking news, you know? So anyway, but this happened four hours ago. I say it's breaking news. Biden opened to Vladimir Putin proposal on sweeping cyber criminals. President Joe Biden singled a openness to sweeping criminal, uh, cyber criminals with Russia ahead of his meeting with Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin on Wednesday. So the meeting on Wednesday, I'll say in the first segment how I didn't know when it was going to meet. And this is... um. Yeah, I think this is a blue. I'm not sure. Let me read it. Yes, I am open to if there's crimes committed against Russia that in fact people committing these crimes are being harbored in the United States. I'm committed to holding them accountable. I was told as I was flying here that he said that I think that potentially a good sign. Biden said at a post G7 summit press conference in the United Kingdom on Sunday. Putin has raised possibilities during an interview over the weekend. If we agree on the extermination of, uh, extermination of criminals that Russia will naturally do, 
that, but only if the other side, in this case, the United States, agrees to the same. With the extra, we will also extradite corresponding uh, criminals to Russia. Putin, Putin said, according to Russian news agency. So even before they meet, apparently they got a plan. It is overwhelming. But it is it, in the overwhelming majority of cases they are at e- uh, equalable. I guess that's what the word is. But said, assume equality of commitments. He continued. Biden did expect to raise the issue of Russian-based ra- ransomware attacks with Putin during their su- uh, their summit. The White House said after critical uh, infra- uh, infrastructure in the U.S. fell victim to another attack. Folks. This is just telling me that Biden's going to get Putin wherever he wants. Because, you know, see, that's why the world didn't like Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump didn't play with Putin. When he went into a meeting with Putin, you notice we didn't have cyber attacks. We didn't have nothing that Russia did. But according to this, oh oh Biden, Biden's already saying, hey, we're going to make a deal. You know, we're going to go ahead and extradite people. And they didn't even meet yet, folks. But that, that's really that's really a good leader, by the way. I'm going to bring up the issue of ransomware. But we already made a deal. You know, he's possible. I'm, I'm there. Hey, we're just going to go in there and shake hands and say, deal, deal, sure. That's what it sounds like. Now, the meeting is Wednesday. I'm not going to go any further with that. But Biden's already making these statements. He's already buckling at the knees. And, you, and like I said at the beginning, that, that's a leader. That's a leader in this country. And it, um, I, I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, happy, I guess you could say. I'm not really joyed about Donald Trump, uh, not Donald, Biden's G7 summit because all these leaders are looking at us like, man, we're just, wow. All right. So let, let, I got I got a story that I came across last night. Now this is from I'm getting the website is loading up right now. The Wall Street Journal. I, I seen this, and I was like, "What's what's going on?" And and the title of this Wall Street Journal post: "Our Lord Isn't Woke." Sudden Baptist clash over their future. Evangelical Christians were a regular presence in the Trump's White House. They laid hands on him on the president as they prayed for him, stood at his shoulder as he signed executive orders, and saw vindictance for their support in his uh, anti-biological, political, and conservative judicial appointees. Basically, we were happy because he picked good God, supposed to be good conservative Christians. Now, the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest the country's largest and most influential evangelical denomination is at war over what direction it will take after the Trump presidency. One factor argued the SBC should step back from its role in elect, uh, electoral politicians in order to brighten its range and reverse a 15-year decline in membership. Folks, I'm not Southern Baptist. So you might be asking why I'm bringing this up. Because I am a Christian. And if somebody thinks like that, that they should pull back on political stuff, they're dead wrong. I'm a Christian, and I go ahead and I follow political stuff. 
And this this is really bothering me that an evangelical Christian community is thinking about, hey, we're not going to talk about politics. We don't want to. And this is where it comes to the point of don't want to step on nobody's toes. A while back, I mentioned how preachers are not. Or not, not, not really preaching right no more. They're just preaching a good, feel good gospel to make people happy when they go home. You know, um, you know, if you listen to brothers just searching, we go ahead and we talk about this all the time. We talk about false teachers and how politics, you know, that Christians should be involved in politics. They shouldn't put that first. Don't get me wrong. Look, I love doing this podcast and I love talking about politics with everyone on this, on this program. But at the same time, this isn't my main focus. My main focus is serving Jesus and bringing out the truth in the gospel. Majority of the time, I'm, I'm, yes, I collect stories throughout the week and I watch the news, but majority of the time, I'm ministering. You know, starting this week, I'm ministering every week for a couple of months on a series with my youth group. Uh, I preach the gospel every Wednesday when the, 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 the episode drops on Anchor and Google and all that from Brothers Just Searching. I'm preaching the gospel. I am teaching people how to look today, Sunday. I went ahead and went to my mom and dad's church and ministered through music and helped them with their sound system. I'm the, I help with the sound system at our church where I'm a youth minister at. So folks, I'm, I'm, I'm not engulfed with politics. I, I do this because I want people to know what's going on, but at the same time, I'm involved. If you listen to my podcast and a lot of people told me this, Hey, Isaac, you're well informed. You listen, you know what's going on. And that's because I read. I read a lot of news articles. I read. A, I got books on politics. I got. I got all. Look, I got. I got tons of material. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, and I. I think the Southern Baptist Convention is right and wrong in a sense. You can say because that they should focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they should focus on getting more people in to their churches to win the souls, not for the numbers, basically, but to win the souls to Christ. But to stay out of political stuff, they're dead wrong on that as well. Because Christians should follow issues like abortion and gay rights and things of that nature. Something that's coming against the Bible that's political. And see, that's what a lot of people say. Well, look, there's nothing happening in the spiritual world that's happening with the the political world. I beg the difference. I just mentioned two of them right off the bat. Another factor says that the denomination has been drifting to the left and they want to retain and attract members is to recommit to its conservative roots and stay politically engaged. Each side accused the other of straying from the SBC core mission. So, folks, it is... um, Okay, I can understand where they're coming to, but this is my thing, okay? And like I said, I don't know if they're moving more to the left or more to the right. But apparently their leader is talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff. You know, this is an article from um, June 11, 2020. The Southern Baptist pre, uh, president calls for members to declare Black Lives Matter. Now, if he's co- now this leader is coming into this for the Southern Baptist president to come out and say, hey, we need to start saying Black Lives Matter. They are moving more to the left. And majority of Christians are conservative. Look, and I, I know, I know preachers, and I know people that are Democrat and have a liberal mindset. God loves them. Don't talk to them about politics; they're wrong. They can talk about biblical stuff, right? And I don't disagree with that part. But a majority of Christians are not going out there and saying, "Yes, I'm part of the left," and "Yes, I'm a Democrat." They're not saying that, folks. 
So there, there's conflict with the the um the denomination of the Southern Baptists. The leaders of the largest Protestant Christian denomination in the country shocked many when he he argue, uh, urged his members to declare Black Lives Matter and denounce using All Lives Matter. Now, look, I did a I did a video the other day and I talked about the bracelet I'm wearing from a couple of friends of mine, and they used the term "Lost Souls Matter" because they're Christians. They want to win souls to Jesus Christ, which is not wrong. It's something that should be done. But for a, for a spiritual leader to come out and say, hey, y'all, use Black Lives Matter, but I don't want to hear All Lives Matter, he should step down as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not Baptist, and I'm sorry, folks, if you are, but it's a hard truth to hear. For a, man, for a so-called man of God, J.D. Greer, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, goes up and says, hey, y'all, we want to go ahead and say black lives matter, but not all lives matter. Should step down because he's not looking at all lives. He's just looking at one particular group. And look, I, I've, I've came on behind this microphone, and I have said that I am not against the term black lives matter because black lives do matter. I'm against the organization. That's a big difference. But the phrase black lives matter is correct. But at the same time as a minister, I just don't look at black lives. I just don't look at Asian lives. I just don't look at white lives. I look at all lives because if you don't know Jesus, you're lost. And I want you to come into the fold of Jesus Christ and, and, and experience Christ's forgiveness and Christ's love that he, he, he paid dearly at the cross for us to have. As I said, J.D. Greer, Gear, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, made the comments during his annual address develop, uh, de- delivered on Facebook due to COVID orders limiting public gatherings. The Southern Baptist we need to say say clearly as a gospel issue black lives matter of course black lives matters our black brothers and sisters are made in the image of god black lives matter because jesus died for them well hold on mr mr jd greer i i got a question to ask you um didn't jesus die for everybody see that's what he's not getting he, he he's using that as a political stance Look, guys, God died for black lives. Yes, he did. I'm not disagreeing with him on that, but he also died for the whites. He died for the Hispanic. He died for the Mexicans. He died He died for all these people. So to just put it into one group is kind of ignorant in his sense. The SBC president made the comments in the wake of George Floyd's May 25th death while in police custody, something that he said should light on the injustice that our black brothers and sisters have been telling us for years. Last year, the focus of the address was sexual abuse. Hold on. What happened to George Floyd? I'm gonna, every conservative has come up and said that it was wrong. We believe that. Now, we have some issues with the case of the officer that was convicted in his crime, but neither to say he was convicted. The justice system worked in that case. But folks, I have a, a young man that that came out that came um, reached out to me through the program. His name is Nate. 
Savage, I believe it is. Let me go find his message. And he did a video. If you can go ahead and look at his videos and sponsor this young man, he is a black man. I'm going to say it like that because, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say, I, I don't want to, you know, African-American, let's say it like that. But Nate Savage is a young black man in this nation. And he did a video there that say white people are scared. When I saw it and he reached out to me, and look, great guy, he talked about this issue. And he said that on his video, go check it out, YouTube, white people scared. Saying white people are afraid to, 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 to admit that they're not racist, they're, 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 not, they're not standing up. But he made a comment about the black community, about how the black community... It's not really scared to go outside and say, oh, oh, a cop's going to come and hit me over the head and shoot me. Majority of the black community is not scared of that. Now, there is some. I'm not going to say there isn't. But, uh, but like everything else in this country, that people take a small minority and make it into a majority. And, and look, this man saying this is kind of ignorant because he didn't talk to Mr. Nate Savage. We're going to have to get Nate on the program one day. I'm going to I'm gonna have to call him. You know, he, he listens to the program. He's probably going to text me after he hears this. But, and like he said, I realize the movement and the website has been hijacked by some political uh, operators who, whose worldview and political prescriptions would be deeply at odds with my own. But that doesn't mean the statement behind it is untrue. Folks, I said that back here. I'm not against... The, the the black lives slogan because I believe black lives matter but why don't all lives matter it, look, I'm running short on time I have to wrap it up I do not align I don't align myself with black lives matter organization I think saying bold things like defund the police is unhelpful and deeply disrespectful to many public servants who bravely put themselves in harm's way and every day to protect us Greer, who is a pastor of the Summit Church in Durham, uh, uh, North Carolina. But I know that we need to take a deep look at, the, at our police system. See, he, he says, hey, look, you know, hey, we can't say nothing bad about the police, but hey, we need to look at it. System and structure, and we ask where, where we're missing. Where are we missing the mark? And I'll say that we do that because black lives matter. Now... Okay, so the Reverend Dwight McKenzie, pastor of Cornerstone Baptist, a predominantly African-American congregation in Arlington, Texas, told the Houston Chronicle he was shocked by the, but thankful because measures to hear Greer's comments, which he's praised as sensible and terribly and without qualifying or equality. Folks, I'm probably messed up on the words. I know I'm short on time. This is why the Southern Baptists, is split. This is why. Because the president of the Southern Baptist culture. And look, like I said, I, I agree with what he said. Look, the phrase Black Lives Matter is not wrong. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. But the organization itself is hurting this nation. It is hurting this. And when you go ahead and say, hey, we need to acknowledge what the... Or, no, no, don't believe what the organization says, but, you know... Agree with the, the slogan. See, that's the problem with Black Lives Matter. The slogan in itself, their, their name, the organization's name is not wrong. It's not. 
But folks, when you're going to agree with Marxist organizations, and this is a church, it's, it's messing up. Now, I don't know what the Southern Baptist Convention is going to do. I know there's probably a lot of Southern Baptists that are not happy right now. But folks, this, this, and look, this, this is a developing story. And I am a Christian. And this is, look, Christians fight like this. It shouldn't happen. We should align ourselves with the principles of the Bible. And our principles of the Bible should go ahead and match our political view. That's how I feel. I've been feeling that for a while now. Because our main focus is not what the Republican Party says or what the Democrat Party says. It's what God says. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to fall on the lines of what the Bible says. And folks, if the Republican Party ever gets away from that line of more, I agree more with the Republican Party because they line more with the Bible. If they get away from that and another party comes up, well, guess what? I'm either going to be a no party and go to that party. But this is this is controversial. And I don't think a church should do this. But I'm going to pray for Mr. Green. Because I, I just don't like how he says our black brothers and our black sisters. Look, if you're black, I love you. And you, your brother and my, your brother and a sister to me if you're in Christ. But I'm going to say it. Because he's not going to say it. All lives matter. Because Christ died for everyone. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Jesus' word, not the Baptist organization. And thank God it's not. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative today. If you can, hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend and go like us on Facebook. We do Facebook Lives every so often. Go ahead and check us out. Until next week, you have a blessed week. And let God reign in your heart. Amen.